Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. All right, welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. Uh, the fan, live from the Lakeland University Studios, leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. So before we get started here, I want to take a little bit of time here because when we're on the network, uh, Big Show Radio Network, I, can't, I don't I don't necessarily feel right in promoting the entire lineup of the Milwaukee affiliate, uh, what we have going on. Um, so I want to promote what we have going on tonight. So Toy Drive, Toy, can I say Toy Drive Live? There we go. Toy Drive Live is something that we started last year when we went virtual and did a 24-hour broadcast talking all about the Toy Drive. And uh, because of everything going on, we still can't be out of Blaine's Farm and Fleet uh, like we normally do for a week uh, doing our remotes. So uh, having said that, uh, we are doing Toy Drive Live again for 24 hours, straight through the night, local broadcast. Instead of CBS Sports Radio, it'll be local broadcast all night long here on The Fan. So, uh, this all kicks off tonight at 6 o'clock. So, once Rami is done at 6, he'll stay. And it will be uh, Gary Ellerson, uh, who will be in from Georgia for a little bit of the show. Uh, myself, Rami Makhlouf, and Bart Winkler uh, all coming up tonight. And on tonight's show... Uh, we're going to check in with Matt Regatius, uh, who used to uh, be here as a producer, um, and he's got a really good story about his kids and uh, hospital, and he was here when we were doing the toy drive years ago, um, so we'll have him on to talk about that. Tom Pippins, legendary broadcaster from Fox 6, he'll be on to lead off uh, the second hour of the show. John Greenberg, uh, El Presidente of the Milwaukee Admirals, he'll join us as well. So it'll be a fun show coming up tonight from 6 to 8. Then... From 8 p.m. until midnight tonight, the franchise, Tim Allen and Evan Heffelfinger. And I'm here to tell you it is going to be a Brewers-filled first couple of hours at least. Uh, A lot of different Brewers guys coming on the show tonight, including former Brewer Scooter Jeanette. Uh, So make sure to tune in tonight for that uh, with Tim and Evan Heffelfinger from 8 p.m. until midnight. Then, then, the star of Toy Drive Live. He takes to the microphone at midnight. Dan Plucker, midnight a.m. to 3 a.m. It's Dan Plucker uh, and MGM Tonight's Ryan Horvat uh, tonight from midnight until 3. You guys you guys have never done a show together, have you, Plucker? Right? No, and I'm super excited to. Right? It's going to be a lot of fun. Right. So those two have never done a show together. So it'll be the first time they've ever worked together. 
So that'll be a lot of fun tonight, Plucker and Ryan Horvath. 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., I like to call this show The Producers. So you have the morning show producer, Toby Altizer, and the afternoon show producer, Sam Schmitz. They'll be hosting their own show together from 3 until 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Uh, and then it's the normal weekday lineup after that, kind of. Uh, Bart Winkler, 6 to 10 tomorrow. Wendy's Big Show, 10 to 2. Then when we get to this time slot, things change a little bit. So it's still Sparky's Midday Madness. I'm still here, but I'll have a co-host. Uh, and that's Mike Big Time McGivern will join us from 2 until 3. Then McGivern will stick around and co-host the first hour of Rami's show, 3 until 4. Uh, and then Rami and Sam Schmitz will take it the rest of the way, 4 until 6, till we wrap up the on-air portion uh, of the toy drive. And again, uh, as I was saying during the big show, do remember that uh, all these toy drop locations at all these different fire stations around southeastern Wisconsin uh, are going to be collecting toys through the weekend. So the toy drive pickup will be Monday morning. Uh, well, Monday during the day, uh, children's uh, will go around and pick up all these toys from the different fire stations. So if you have until the end of the weekend to make sure to get these toys dropped off sooner, uh, the better, obviously. Uh, and if you're new to the station and you've never been a part of this or don't know anything about it, um, all I can tell you, it's pretty cool, man. And Bart this morning um, on his show uh, was talking about no, it wasn't Bart. I take that back. It was Mike Wicket. Mike Wicket was on with Bart this morning. And, of course, Mike Wicket from back in the day with Doug and Wicket, uh, morning show here on The Fan. Mike Wicket was talking about, you know, uh, Raider Bob, who I haven't heard from Raider Bob in a long, long time. Uh, but Raider Bob would come out to the toy drive uh, every year. And, essentially, you would get to see these guys, um, the kids uh, of these listeners, grow up. Uh, and another guy that... Um, passed away uh, earlier this year unexpectedly uh, was Santo. Uh, and Santo would always call him the show. Santo was active on Twitter. Uh, he was one of our guys. And Santo uh, started coming to the toy drive the very first year. 2005, he was there. We were in a tent with no heat, out there for five days, uh, doing this show, freezing our tail ends off all of our shows. Plus, uh, we were also out asking people to donate to the toy drive as they were walking in and out of Farm and Fleet. Uh, because Back then, 2005, it was nobody listened to us. I mean, we were flipped from a religious format uh, to this format, essentially. Actually, it wasn't 2005. I guess I wasn't. It been 15, so I've been 2007, I guess, would have been the first one. Whatever 15 years is. Um, and it, it was crazy. But Sando was there with his young children at that point. And year to year, he'd bring his kids back every year. They'd pick out a toy. No matter how old, much older they got, they'd continue to do it. And, you know, we got to watch his children grow up and got to establish that relationship. So... The aspect of the toys to children uh, is a huge deal, right? And as I've said it before, and I'll say it probably a thousand times tomorrow, it is my favorite, you know, what used to be a uh, week of the year. And now because of COVID and so forth, it's been shrunk down essentially to like 48 hours, if that, um, to where we can really have fun with this uh, on the air. But I miss more than anything, the interaction with y'all um, and meeting you and meeting your families and coming out to the toy drive and so forth. So while we can't do that, uh, we can still make a huge difference with all these kids uh, at Children's. And, and Robin's Nest, for those of you that don't know what Robin's Nest is and you hear us talking about it, Robin's Nest uh, is a branch of Children's Wisconsin. Uh, and they are essentially have foster families. Uh, so uh, some of these toys as well, depending on how many toys we have and so forth, uh, can also go to help uh, some of these foster families you know, that don't have the funds to have a huge Christmas for their kids or whatever else. Children's uh, Wisconsin will help out and help those foster families uh, as well. So that's kind of uh, the whole 
landscape of, of what's going on here uh, on the fan uh, when we're talking about this 15th annual toy drive. So, again, anything you can do would be great. 1250amthefan.com, 1250amthefan.com. Click on the toy drive page, uh, get all your locations, make your donations, all that fun stuff. So, there you go. Okay. So, uh, Plucker, uh, Dan Plucker, our executive producer, uh, asked me before uh, we started the show, he said, what are we doing? I saw this uh, story last night. Um, I was on my phone at whatever time of night it was. Uh, and I thought it was pretty cool. It's from Fox 13 News. Uh, and I think it's, I don't even know where Fox 13 News is. Tampa Bay, I guess, maybe. Um, check this story out. And then I, I want to know from you, because I want to do something fun. I want to be too serious today. Um, I, I want to know from you the coolest experience you've had uh, with a sports athlete. Coolest experience you've had with a sports athlete just some fun stories lighthearted fun stories uh that you've had with sports athletes uh along the way because this story here is pretty cool i'll read it to you then we'll take your calls at 799-1250 you can also tweet us at 1250 a.m the fam for a group of high school basketball players in michigan one missing digit in a phone number led to a once in a lifetime video chat with the tampa bay buccaneers the Notre Dame Preparatory Freshman Boys Basketball Team started a group chat in November, but one of the players accidentally typed the wrong number for one of the teammates, reports ESPN. The rest of the story was chronicled by one of the school counselors on Twitter. So do you know anything about uh, this school, Dan Plucker, Michigan guy, Notre Dame Preparatory? Have you ever heard no, of I it? No, I do not. Okay. So this, it, the story uh, continues. Uh, according to a tweet by P. Jason Whalen. His son, Colin, is a freshman on the basketball team. This random guy replies to their group. Did you mean to add me to this group? The random person on the other end of the chat was cornerback Sean Murphy Bunting, a cornerback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's originally from Maycomb Township in Michigan, which is about 30 minutes away from Notre Dame, located in Pontiac, Michigan. So... The way this plays out, the boys on the other end were still quite skeptical uh, skeptical, and believed their friend was uh, joking with them because the way this went out was, as if, you know, meant to add to the group, and the boys are like, yes, if this is, and then typed in the same number again. The guy replies, no, this is Sean. Do you know who I am? Of course, they think it's their teammate messing with them, and after some back and forth, the guy said, this is at Sean Bunting underscore, and he sent a selfie of himself in the Bucks locker room. To these kids on this group chat in their houses. Plucker, you tell me. You get a selfie from a player in an NFL locker room. Helmet behind him. All of his shoes behind him in his locker. From a locker room. Are you believing him or are you thinking you're being screwed with by one of your friends? At that point, I'm probably believing him. These boys, not so much. Still think they're being screwed with with one of their buddies. The boys were still quite skeptical and believed their friend was joking with them. After some more back and forth, Murphy Bunning FaceTimes the group while inside the team's locker room. The Bucks player hands his phone to Leonard Fournette, and the running back went on to introduce the boys to Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, and Richard Sherman. Come on, man. Plucker, and again, you're a freshman in high school, so you're 14, 15 years old. I don't care if you're a Buccaneers fan or not. You get to talk to that dude, who's a good cornerback. But then it's Fournette, Evans, and Gronkowski and Richard Sherman. I mean, Gronkowski and Sherman probably going to be Hall of Famers, right? 
So two future Hall of Famers that are going to be in Canton at some point. Evans, maybe. Who knows? And Fournette, uh, probably not. But those other guys, Hall of Famers. Guess what? These kids, mm-mm. Nope. You haven't done enough for us. You need to do more. Waylon said the young boy started getting greedy and requested to see the GOAT, Tom Brady. The Bucks quarterback eventually appears on FaceTime and asks, what's up, fellas? The boys lose their minds, Waylon tweeted. Uh, and again, there's a tweet, and you can see on the tweet, Brady himself, uh, after finishing up a meeting, stays. Uh, Fournette stays on FaceTime for a good 10 minutes while Brady finishes up a meeting. The boys are absolutely losing it during this. After some time passes, he pops up on the screens and says, what's up, fellas? The boys go crazy. Eventually, all good things must come to an end. After briefly speaking to Brady, Murphy Bunding ended the video call saying, ball out this season, according to Waylon. Tell me something. That is as cool of an experience as you're going to get. And then to think that it's not just one kid this happened to, it happens to a group of kids that because they typed in one digit wrong, end up with an NFL player phone number. The dude then goes FaceTime and they get to meet all these star players in the locker room. For me, that's about as cool as it gets. But what I want to know from you is I want to know your cool experiences of meeting, you know, celebrities, sports athletes, some cool encounters that you've had that you wouldn't mind telling on the radio uh, for everybody to get a good chuckle about or feel good about. I'm sure y'all got Giannis stories galore, I would think. I bet you some of you got Ray Allen stories, Robin Yount stories, maybe some Brett Favre stories of running into Brett, whatever the case may be. Leroy Butler maybe stories. He's a celebrity. We run into him every day here uh, from 10 until 2. Uh, but yeah, celebrity stories that you've had encounters I want to have some fun with this. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 12.50 a.m. The fans. Sparky's Midday Madness on 12.50 a.m. The fans. Steve Sparky Fiverr with you. Dan Plucker, executive producer, other side of the glass. So in the last segment, I read this story uh, of Notre Dame uh, preparatory uh, high school basketball team. Freshmen. I've together a group chat last month. Uh, FaceTime like Bruce Pepper, whatever the case may be. Uh, and they they put in the wrong number or whatever. So this dude comes back, hey man, you mean me? And they're like, yeah, man, this is blah 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 blah. Yeah. And he's like, this is Sean. Do you do you know who this is? And kids not believing him. So then come to find out it's Sean Murphy Bunting, cornerback for the Buccaneers. Dude ends up FaceTiming this whole group of kids, all these freshmen on this basketball team. And uh Ends up giving the camera his phone on FaceTime to Leonard Fournette, who then walks around to Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski. Uh, They start uh, wanting Tom Brady. Brady ends up on the FaceTime as well, and Brady talks to the kids. Uh, Just amazing. So, for me, something fun to do uh, for this show was, what are some fun celebrity encounters that you've had? Uh, right along the time we've all had celebrity encounters. I would assume most people have ran into some celebrity at some point. Now, it might not always be positive, but I'm looking for the positives. I, I don't, I don't want any negative stuff. I, I we got toy drive going on. I, I don't want negative crap. I just want the positive, fun, fun, lighthearted stories that, that we all can uh, share together. All right, let's start it off. 414-799-1250. You can also tweet your stories if you want uh, at uh, 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Sean in Bayview, you're first up on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Sean? Hey, what's up? 
Yeah, so my story was uh, maybe a few years ago now. I'm a musician, and I was in between, like, living spaces, and I was uh, sleeping at my practice spot at the time that I shared with some bandmates. And one night at around, I don't know, I would assume it was probably bar closed, I hear a pounding at the door. And it's downtown, so I'm not really going to it. I don't know what it's with Right, you don't know, right. <laughs> yeah. So eventually my bandmate, who also had a key, just opened the door and came in. And he knew I was sleeping there at the time. And I get up and I go to the door. I'm like, what the hell, heck are you guys doing? What are you doing? And lo and behold, it's him, his friend, and Latrell Sprewell. Oh. <laughs> oh. Really? You got to meet Spree. He plays drums. He plays drums, I guess, and they were going to jam. Nice. How cool was that? So did you get to hang out and watch him play drums? How good was he? No, I was pissed. I was half asleep. I thought oh. get out of there. And Latrell Sprewell goes, <laughs> you, you just got a huge pizza. And he goes, Come on, man. You want some pizza? <laughs> give him some pizza. Let him play the drums. I think I would have gave him some. I, I think I would have taken the pizza, woke up, and said, fine, let's go. I mean, In retrospect, yeah. Yeah, I, I think. But probably at that point, you were just mad because you wanted to be sleeping. I woke up, by have all people at Trell Spreewell. Right. Oh, that's so <laughs> yeah. funny. That's good stuff. Sean, yeah. thanks for the call. That's what I'm talking about. Some good, fun stories like that. Celebrity encounters uh, that you've had. 414-799-1250. Let's go to Landon in Cedarburg. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's your story, Landon? Hey, good afternoon, Sparky. Afternoon. Hey, uh, so, um, born and raised in Green Bay. Um, Ten years old, we moved to California. Okay. Uh, my father was a season ticket holder, so, I mean, I was at the I was at the snowball game for, for Tampa Bay. I remember we plowed. In 85? Oh, yeah. We plowed Ocano Falls. The anniversary to... is today, Landon. That was. No way. I didn't I, even realize I that. I saw it on Twitter earlier. The anniversary of that snow glow game is today. Ellerson I, played in that game. Gary Ellerson we, was in that game. Yeah. I got, I got to, I'll call you tomorrow during the big show. But anyway, I mean, I remember we had a line of cars. My dad had like a 83 Chevy Blazer with a plow on. He said, son, we're going to the game. My mom's screaming. Anyway. So I'm a lifelong Packer fan. So fast forward, um, back, uh, in 1997, my father was a pharmacist, and he got relocated back to Wisconsin. So he moved back here to kind of get everything going. So I came to visit him. I want to say it was in, like, March or April. So it was right after the Packers had won uh, Super Bowl 31. And I just I hadn't been back here in nine years since okay. we moved to California. So yep. I wanted to go to Lambeau. So I go to Lambeau, and I just wanted to see it. And as, as I pull up, I don't know if you remember the old Lambeau that was green with the siding. That's, and they used yeah. Pro shop. Saw the gate. I used to go there. The north end. Yep. You know what I'm So I pull up because I wanted to go in the pro shop, and I see, like, four Lamers buses. And there's a bunch of people. I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, it's like the first mini camp or OTA. I don't know what they call them back. We're mini camps. 97. Yeah, right. mini camps. Yeah. So I run into the pro shop, and they're like, yeah, go get something. The players are all going to come walking out right here. I'm like, wow. get out of here. So I run in, I grab a hat, I grab a Sharpie, and I grab a camera. Now, for all you young people, before we had cell phones, we used to have disposable cameras. So I just, you know, I bought one of those. You still see those at wedding receptions? People yeah, still had those yeah. on the tables. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. But at any rate, um, so I went in and bought it, and I stood there for about five minutes, and no joke, like, here comes the whole team. Leroy, 
Brett. Oh my God. Reggie, Reggie, Reggie stopped. He shook my hand. Oh man. So, and I'm like, I'm holding the hat with the Sharpie and all this. And they all got on the bus and they didn't want to be, you know, mean or anything. Right. So I was like, okay, whatever. No autograph. So I seen Brett, he got on the first bus, goes to the back of the bus and something told me, he goes, just go knock on the window. And I kind of knocked on the window and gave him this little sad face. That man came off of the bus. Took a picture with me, signed the hat. I wow. still have that framed and in the in a in a glass case in my living room. Get it's out. a great memory. He came you off know? the bus. He came off of the bus, and he he signed some other autographs too. But right. he, I was the first one he came up to, and I was just I will never forget that. I love Brett Favre. You know, even through hell and high water. Pardon my friend. That I understand, I though. Just, That's a cool that, story. I understand yeah. why you would defend him at every turn. I right. thought the story was going to go. I tapped on the window, gave him the sad face, passed the hat through the window. He decided to give it back to no, me. I was not off, expecting he, getting off the bus. And he came off the bus. I'll have to tweet you a picture of it. I oh, got you got a picture of, of it? Oh, yes, oh, yeah, please. I got, yes. A picture standing, I got a picture of him standing with me, signing the hat with his arm around me, right next to the Lamers bus. And I, I'll have to look at it. I think Leroy was looking sad maybe out of the third bus. He, he, I don't know why they put him on the third bus. I thought he was a good player. Don't tell him I said that. Hey, <laughs> be nice. All right, Landon, yeah, tweet that at me. I want to see that at Sparky Radio. Thanks, buddy. Take bet, care. Buddy. Have a good Thank one. You. That's good stuff there, man. Dude got off the bus. <laughs> Comes inside his hat. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't... That's that's pretty cool. I, I, that That's going to be hard to top. We'll see, though. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Mike in Greenfield, what's your uh, cool celebrity encounter? Well, I don't know if I can match all these people ahead of me, but uh, and good to hear Bridget talking to you, Steve. Um, if you remember Frank Zappa. Yeah. I uh, w- We went to his concert, and we were at Mark's Big Boy. Huh. And we stopped and talked to him, and he was uh, just seemed like a pretty normal guy. Um, I we didn't talk a lot, but uh, that was kind of enjoyable. He was hanging Mark, out at Mark's Big Boy. Yes, we used to go there. I I, I my I kind of met my wife like that. Um, my if I can tell a story about sure. my son, he's going to get mad at me though. Um, he uh, got an award and uh, for soccer. And his coach, the coach he played for, was uh, like my son a lot, uh, respected him. Pele was the master of ceremonies. Really? So my my son got a picture taken, hugging and shaking hands with Pele, and oh. he was so gracious. It was oh was one of the most awesome award ceremonies I was at. Pele. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. You should have led with that story. Zappa was cool. You could have brought the Zappa story second. The Pele story, was that was the payoff. That was, that was good stuff, Mike. And Mark's big boy. Who didn't like the big boy sandwich? I mean, that was – and then the, the shakes and the big glass uh, and the yeah. big glass things, and then they gave you the silver can of the leftover shake to, to have as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'd love me some Mark's big boy back in the day. Mike, thanks for the call. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't they – didn't they just open one of those? Or they're going to open one of those? Didn't I read that? I swear I read that they were opening one of those in the area somewhere. Maybe not. Maybe I maybe I had a dream that they are opening up in the area again. I don't remember. John in West Bend, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. John, what's your celebrity encounter? Hey, Sparky, I got a, a Gilbert Brown story. I love Gilbert Brown stories. <laughs> I do, too. So, uh... Uh, this was years ago, right during the you know the '97 era. 
you know, when we, you know, he was so huge with a grave digger. But yep. uh, we're out at a local establishment in the Milwaukee area, and uh, we go in, and there's an area cordoned off for him, and it says reserved for Gilbert Brown. I'm a huge Gilbert Brown fan. So I'm thinking he's not going to really show up. So I pulled that off. You know, I, I took one of the, the cardboard uh, signs, and lo and behold, he shows up. And uh, as the night went on, I, I was dumb enough to go ask him in this bar if he would sign it. And he saw me walking here, and he waved me off said, no, no, not here. <laughs> so I said, all right, I respected that. The night ends, I'm walking out, and uh, everybody's out in the parking lot. I'm walking to my car with my buddies. All of a sudden, I hear a loud, hey, in his deep voice. I look across the parking lot, and there's Gilbert Brown standing by his big uh, Suburban waving me over. Oh, yeah, I know that truck. Yep. Yes, and he calls me over, and uh, he he was so nice. Shook hands, told me some stories, and um, signed my autograph for me. So I just thought it was so awesome. He's now uh, a bigger legend, and in the household by me here so <laughs> hey man he's a he's a legend with me too man that dude has a heart of gold man i mean you just you aren't gonna find many people like that dude that, that dude is as real as they come by by any stretch of the imagination i i'm not just talking celebrities i'm just talking human beings i just i love that dude a lot john thanks a lot for the call john and west bend that dude's real i don't not all these guys necessarily are real per se you know it's one way from the camera and it's a different way outside of the camera and I'm not going to go down that road either, telling you who I believe a lot of those people are because I've seen them. But uh, he's real. Like, that dude is legit. 100% legit uh, is Gilbert Brown. Celebrity Encounters. This going off of a story uh, about Sean Murphy Bunting, the cornerback for the Buccaneers, who accidentally got put into a group uh, chat by freshman high school basketball players at Notre Dame Preparatory in Michigan. Uh, and he said, hey, man, are you sure you I'm supposed to be in this chat? And I'm like, this is the phone number because the kids had their teammates number apparently wrong by a digit. And he's like, uh, yeah, this is Sean. You know who I am? I'm like, yeah, right. Sure. Sure. It's Sean. Whatever. So then he texts back. Hey, man, it's Sean Murphy Bunny. Ah, whatever. Get out of here. Quit messing with us. So then he sends a picture of him from his locker to these kids and they still don't believe it. So then he gets on FaceTime. And these kids get to meet Leonard Fournette because Fournette took his phone and walked around the locker room. Rob Gronkowski, Mike Evans. Then they wanted to meet Tom Brady. So Tom Brady got on the FaceTime. So that's what led to this topic. Coolest uh, celebrity encounters. Uh, what is yours? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Let's go to Keith. Uh, you're next here on Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan. What's up, Keith? Hey, thanks for having me. Um, this really didn't happen to me. It happened to my son. Um, I had three boys. They all uh, played basketball. And it was back in the Bradley Center days. High school teams could play a game at the Bradley Center. And so over the years, we had my, I, my boys had nine games at the Bradley Center when, they're, when, when they were in high school. My middle son, um, the, one of the games he was playing there, uh, the Bucks were going to play the Phoenix Suns that night. Okay. And it, it wasn't uncommon during those games to see the NBA players come out on, on the other side of the floor. They would only let the high school fans sit on one side of the floor. Um, but to have the NBA players come out and, and usually just spend a couple minutes and watch the high school kids play. Um, this particular game, Steve Nash came out. Um, came out and sat on the, a courtside seat, a front row courtside seat. And um, my son came down and hit a, uh, hit a three-point shot. 
uh, and he, as he's running back on defense, I, he ran in, in front of Steve Nash. And, uh, and I could see him turn his head, uh, which I thought was a little weird, um, but oh well. Uh, and he, he came down and hit. He wound up hitting five threes that night. And, wow. and, and, and after a while, he, he kept, you, you could just see he was going to run past Steve Nash every time. And, and they had some kind of little dialogue going after the third or fourth one, you could tell. And after the game, I said, "What? What were? What were you doing? <laughs> right? What was going you, on? You, you, you and Steve Nash having a little party here every time you ran down the court?" And uh, he said, "No. After I hit my first one, I'm just going back on D." And he, he goes, "Nice shot, but you can't do it again." Oh and no! So really? Goes, after I hit my second one, I, then I kind of made a point of running past him <laughs> to see what he was saying. He's going, "Oh, you can't do that again." And then oh, every time for, for five shots. He made a point of running down that side of the court, and every time Nash was going, oh, nice shot, no way you can do that again. So it did they eventually fun. ever talk besides just that encounter no, on the court? No, no, it was just oh, that little man. back and forth That's on the cool. court. But it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, who else gets trash-talked by an NBA Hall of Famer? I, know, I mean, right, Who, who right. gets that done to him? That's right. amazing. And then yeah. he responded. It wasn't like he he started missing after he got trash-talked. He right, kept hitting right. him. That's even more impressive. I'm sure Nash still tells yeah. that story to this yeah. day, probably to other people. No, no. no. The boy could shoot. That oh, that's okay. that's awesome. <laughs> Keith, thanks so much for calling in, man. appreciate you it. You bet. Have a great day. You betcha. That's a great story. Keith uh, calling with his celebrity encounter. What is it for you? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The Fan. It's Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome in. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer and you here on a Thursday. Toy Drive Live tonight through the overnight hours. 6 p.m. Tonight it starts. Gary Ellerson, Bart Winkler, Rami Makhlouf, myself tonight 6 to 8. Tim Allen, Evan Heffelfinger, lots and lots of Brewers baseball guests and Brewers talk, 8 till midnight. Dan Plucker, Ryan Horvath, BetMGM tonight, formerly with Bart Winkler. They go from midnight to 3 a.m. 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Sam Schmitz and Toby Altizer are producers. Uh, and then it's Bart back to the big show, 10 to 2. Mike Holmgren on the show tomorrow on the last hour of the show on the Wendy's Big Show at 1.40. You want to make sure to tune in that in. We got John McLaughlin, Jerry Augustine. Dennis Krause, all those guys on the Wendy's Big Show tomorrow. Definitely going to be a fun show. Then Rami's back on the air as well on his time. So Mike McGivern, big time Mike McGivern, high school insider, will join me from 2 to 3 uh, as my co-host. And uh, he'll join Rami from 3 to 4 as his co-host. So it's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. And, uh, you know, throughout the whole thing, we'll be asking you to donate, 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 donate. So it may drive you crazy, but it's all for a really good cause for Children's Wisconsin. Uh, and, of course, with Robin's Nest 2, just go to 1250amthefan.com. Click on the toy drive page to find out where all the different fire station locations are where you can drop toys off at throughout the weekend. Uh, they'll be picked up on Monday. So you have through the weekend, and that's it. Uh, and then you can also make your donations online as well. Asking for your cool celebrity uh, story, as I read a story uh, earlier uh, about uh, this Notre Dame preparatory uh, high school freshman basketball team that thought they were doing a group chat with their teammates, got one of the teammates' numbers wrong by a digit, ended up with Sean Murphy bunting instead of the Buccaneers. Uh, they eventually end up on FaceTime with him. They get to talk to Rob Gronkowski on FaceTime, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, Tom Brady, the whole deal. So what is the coolest celebrity encounter that you've had? That's how we got to this question. David in New Berlin, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, David? Hi, how are you? Ah, good. Good, yeah. My story goes years ago back in the 70s with Brian Winters was playing for the Bucks, 
and uh, I looked a lot like him. So wherever I went, people thought I was dry winners. Brewer games, kids, I would sign autographs. One day, I go into a bar with some friends, and there's Brian Winters sitting at the bar with some other guys. I go up to him, and I say, hey, do people make a mistake? And I you know, call him my name, and he looks at me and goes, that has never happened to me before. We just talked real nice for a while, and, and that was it. But that was my really only encounter with uh, any type of star, with Brian Winters. Oh, man, that's cool, though, right? And that's something I'm sure you've told a, a million times to 100 different people. Uh, and I have, and I have, and it's just one of those things where in the right place at the right time. So, yeah, it was pretty neat. That's awesome. Good stuff. I like it. Thanks for the call. That's the type of stuff we're looking for. That is the type of stuff uh, we are looking for. I'll tell you one of mine. Uh, so when I was in high school, I was working at a place called Fresh Connection, uh, and it was in the uh, Prime Outlets, which is now in Kenosha, Prime Outlets on 165, Highway 165 exit, and... Uh, it's an outdoor strip mall. Well, back then, it was only two sides. It was two L-shapes. That's it. They've expanded since we worked there back in the yeah, early 90s. Uh, and they had two restaurants. They had Mangiamo's on one side, which was like pizza, fast food, Italian fast food. And then on the other side, uh, it was Fresh Connection, which was like fast food, gourmet food type deal, whatever, like avocado sandwiches and uh, what else did we have? All, all kinds of different stuff. Okay. Quiche. We had quiche and stuff. And then we had... A big cooler full of wines and beers uh, and the whole deal as well. So the way it worked was you'd get in line, you'd order your food, we'd get you your drinks, give you a tray, or actually give you your drinks, you'd go sit down, uh, and then we'd call you when your number was ready, and you'd come up, get your tray of food, and you'd go sit down. Okay, fine. So there I am in high school, you know, working the cash register or whatever the case may be, uh, and up comes uh, a guy, uh, his wife, and they're like brand new baby. And I was like, man, I know this dude. Because I'm a sports dork back then. This is what I want to do my whole life. So back then it was no different. So I was like, man, I, I know, I know who this is. So I go running back in uh, to the kitchen and tell him, hey, that order number is for this Green Bay Packer player, right? And they're like, get out of here. That dude's not here. I'm like, I'm telling you, that is him. I promise you that's him. So I still remember to this day, he got spinach soup in a bread bowl. That's what his order was. So he goes, sits back down with his wife and his brand new baby. His brand new baby now is, well, what would that have been? Like 92 or 93? So full-grown person by this point. Um, so comes back up and orders another bread bowl full of the the creamy spinach soup or whatever. And I was like, that's it. When we call him back up, my buddy's like, I'm going to ask him. Because I wasn't asking him. I wasn't going to bother him and call him up. So he comes back up. My buddy asks him, hey, are you this person? Sure enough, he was. And I was right. It was Bryce Pop the former Packers outside linebacker. So that was one of my cool, I guess, celebrity encounters when I was in high school that I still talk about to this day. Mike on the south side, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Mike? Sparky, I'm up to put your uh, celebrity, whatever you call it. Celebrity uh, encounters. Oh, okay. Uh, Sidney Moncrief at a McDonald's. Used to be a McDonald's cross from the arena. Yep. Then I got James Lofton at a uh, Rocket Rock Coco. Prince at the airport, and the best one I got, and I'll try and be quick, do you remember the the Final Four team, Badgers? Which one? The first, the one with Dick Bennett? The first one. With Dick Bennett? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, I can't remember their names. It's been so long. So I'm at opening day at Miller, uh, Miller, uh, Miller Park. 
uh, County Stadium. Right. Eating up free users. And these Packer fans, they were in the, you know, their mids, 50s, 60s, had all the gear on. So you're talking March to April. And they had all, and we started talking. And I said, look over your shoulder. The whole team was there. The that whole team was there? Team, the final four team was all at the Usiners eating their free. I'll never forget that. It was so cool. Did you meet any of them? Did you talk to any of them? Oh, yeah. We talked. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Wow. We talked to them. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Some of the guys on that team that we're talking about, the 99 team that would have been, they ended I up as the they ended up as the eighth seed in the West region. They beat Fresno yeah. State, Arizona. That Arizona team was filled with NBA players. Uh, LSU yeah. and then Purdue, and I think that game was like I don't know fifty uh, to like forty nine. Uh, Gene Cady was the coach of Purdue with his comb over yeah, whatever going he was on. Mad. Right? But didn't they beat uh, Georgia Tech in there too? Uh, no, Georgia the Tech was blonde hair. Nope, 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 nope. Oh, okay. That was Purdue. Well, he played for. Pur- you're Chris? talking about. Hold on, Mike. You're talking about Brian Cardinal. He played for Purdue. That's who they beat. Um, okay. Same colors, and then they lose to Michigan State in the Final Four in Indy. Michigan State. That was the Flintstone team. So that was uh, Charlie Bell, yeah, yeah. Uh, Morris Peterson, Mateen Cleaves. They go on to beat uh, Florida with Udonis Haslam and that squad. Okay. Yeah. And now, you know what, you guys, the toy drive. Thank you. I'm going to buy toys right now. There you go. I'm going down to Franklin. What kind of toys are you thinking you're going to get, Mike? Uh, Footballs, basketballs, and pink soccer balls for the girls. All right. Very good, Mike. We got to get these kids all playing. We do. All right, Mike. Thanks for the call. I love you, Spark. Love you too, Mike. Be good. I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, buddy. Take care. There he is. Mike uh, on the south side. Some good names on this team. I I pulled it up. Andy Kowski. Remember him? Uh, Dwayne Dwayne, Kirk Penny, Mike Kelly. He was like the rock of that team, Mike Kelly. He was like their guy uh, at that point. Freddie Owens was on that team. Charlie Wills. Roy Boone was on that team. Mark Vershaw. He was one of the other key guys. He was a junior on that year's uh, team. John Bryant. Uh, he was a senior on that team. Uh, Trayvon Davis, I said. Maurice Linton. Yeah, that was that was a team. I. That team was like the most unathletic team in the NCAA tournament that year and still figured out a way to get it done. When they when they beat Arizona, I remember watching the game. I was at the broad stop in Kenosha watching them beat Arizona and could not believe what I was watching. Let's go to Robert in Kenosha. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's your celebrity encounter, Robert? I, I don't know if I could top that, but we'll, we'll set the table. Uh, mid-80s, tell me what year was Major League filmed. Uh, 86. Oh, with Charlie Sheen, right. Yep, okay. Charlie, Charlie Sheen. So, set the table here. I'm at the uh, Hyatt Regency. Uh, I'm on the freight elevator making a delivery, just a fluff job. And the door opens, get on the elevator, and Charlie Sheen. And uh, he said, hey, I don't get around here very much. Uh, where's a good place to go out for a beer? And uh, Oh, man. Oh, yeah. So Oh, I, no. I, Absolutely. I know where there's a beer <laughs> everywhere. So uh, this is before cell phones and uh, gives me his uh, room number, says hit me up after dinner time, we'll catch some beers, and we did, and it was that was the end of the third. Just a couple of beers with Charlie Sheen um, downtown. Uh, didn't fawn over it. Didn't, so did any – oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. So what bar did you end up going to? 
Uh, what would be the old clock? What was the clock steakhouse right there? There was. Oh uh, yeah 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 yeah. I know exactly so, where you're talking. So were were you guys bothered while you were while you guys were out having drinks? Were they like people coming up no, to you the whole time? Was, he was he was flying under the radar, very low key, uh, just you know, not not wearing anything fancy at all. He's a dude just just show up, I'll buy you a beer, and uh, that's, that's awesome. All, that's all that happened. It was awesome. That very, is awesome. Very that, low key. That's yeah. a great story, awesome. Robert. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. There you go, Charlie Sheen's story. That would be an interesting character to hang out with, right? I mean, if you think of all the different guys that you could hang out with, Charlie Sheen's had his 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 way in life, I guess you could say. Can you imagine the stories you could hear from Charlie Sheen today? I mean, back then, he really hadn't got going with how crazy his life was about to be. He was probably a lot more closer to being a just a normal Joe at that point, would be my guess. Let's go to Cactus Pete. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's your favorite celebrity encounter, Cactus Pete? Hey, what's going on, Sparky? It's awesome to follow Mike, and, and then if I follow Trav... It, that'd be almost a celebrity encounter just via phone. But um, <laughs> I worked at the uh, Wisconsin Athletic Club downtown okay. for a couple of years. Sure. Out of college, so um, a lot of people would come in for Summerfest because they had to deal with the Fister Hotel. So musicians would come in, NBA teams would be in there, wrestlers and whatnot. Um, on a weekend, I was working and I didn't check him in, so I was unaware, completely oblivious. But I had a gentleman come up to me. After their workout, saying, you know, this club is so nice and everybody's so nice here and where can I grab a bite to eat downtown? And just the nicest guy sat there and talked for a while, asked, you know, what I was doing there, where I went to school and everything. And after he left, I went and looked. You know how someone looks familiar yep. out of out of uniform, but you just can't place them? No doubt. Yeah, for about 20 minutes stood there, it was Javon Walker, one of the nicest <laughs> people I've ever met in my life. That is awesome. I, I couldn't believe yeah, yeah. And I'm sure he really appreciated the fact that you didn't know who he was. Because, see, again, no I, I I think when you're a celebrity at, at that level, right, I think you really appreciate the people that don't know who you are more than you do the people that do know who you are and are just talking to you because you are who you are. Where you're having a conversation with this dude and he's just a dude, I'm sure he was like, now that was normal. Now I can get down with normal. Because I'm sure you don't get many of those when you get to a certain level of stardom. Right. Yeah, he, he probably thought, too, this guy has no clue who I am, which, you know, I did at the time. It's just you don't expect him. He had something going on with the Brewers right. that weekend. They they were there uh, doing something during uh, That's good. seventh inning or whatever. I like so, yeah, it. Yeah, it was really cool. Cactus Pete, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Let's go to – I should really get glasses. Let's go to John Paul in Tosa. You are next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's your celebrity encounter? Well, uh, I was uh, down at Ma Fisher's. Okay. Yeah, we've all been and there. With my, with my family, my kids, my brother and his kids, and my mom and dad, and uh, Senator Herb Cole walks in. Uh, that was his place. And, uh, you know, he, he still owned the Bucks at the time. Yep. And so I just kind of gave him a nod as he walked by, and he comes up to the table. and like, oh, hey, how's it going? And uh, my son, or stepson, he was about eight at the time, had a Milwaukee Bucks hat on. And I said to him, you know, this is the um, the biggest Milwaukee Bucks fan in the whole city. And my son's like, oh, no way. And, it's like, and Herb's like, yeah, I own the team. And, uh, you know, he sat down and uh, had breakfast with somebody. And my eight-year-old son goes up and starts talking to him for like 15 minutes. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> and sure then, Herb like, talked to him with a smile the whole time. Well, and then Herb gets up, walks, walks up and said, very nice meeting you guys. Gives us a card. 
and um, gave us four, what well, not floor seats, but like front row, right up there. So just call my assistant; she'll take care of it. Yep, and I'm so sure she did. Right, great seats. Oh yeah. Yep. Unbelievable. Yeah, Herb Very Cole. Gracious man. Herb Cole, how to gold? That's another one. Thanks for the call. I, at least again, everybody hears everything, but yeah. I mean, he, he definitely was a heart of gold on the way out of the Bucks for sure. I mean, he took care of a lot of people um, with bonuses and so forth once uh, that sale uh, went down. So definitely a heart of gold type deal there. Let's go to Bob in Waterford. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Bob? Hey, Spark. How you doing today, man? Doing good, bud. So, celebrity encounter. So, my buddy and I in college, mid-80s, we're going to school in Madison. We're out golfing at Yahara Country Club. See, just the two of us, we're catching up to the guys in front of us because there's a foursome in front of us. Right. We catch up to them at the par three tee box. I'm like, I know who that is. We get looking. at It's Nikki Six and Tommy Lee from Motley Crue. Nice. They're opening for Ozzy's tour. Oh, my. And they're bodyguards. Oh, so we had a, we actually had a couple beers with them. We golfed the hole with them. We have signed autographed um Scorecards from both of them, both of us had from the time as well. That's wild. Oh, it was great. I mean, you're, if you're rolling with bodyguards, I think I would have been intimidated to even say anything. I would have been like, yeah, I'm good. Whatever. I'll just look at him. That's good enough. So how did that whole thing happen? Did you just walk up and start talking to them and, and they did it? Or how did that play out? We we caught up to them. You know, you back up at the par 3 Oh, boxes, right. So yep. they were waiting to tee off. We caught up to them because we were just a twosome behind them. And... Nice guys, just great guys. In fact, we were going to the concert that night, so we were talking about the show. They had a cooler, they had beers, they offered us each a beer. <laughs> That's Got to amazing. Play the hole with them. How cool it, is that? It was outstanding. That is amazing. That is a great story. Bob, thanks for the call, man. I'm glad we were able to get to that one. Uh, Robbie's over here uh, hanging out uh, as well. Uh, let's see if we get a couple more in here. Uh, let's go to Dan in Hales Corners. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Dan? Uh, yeah, so uh, me and my buddy, I would have to be, I'm 40 now. Me and my buddy were about, I don't know, 22-ish, 23. Sure. We, uh, we decided to start drinking some beers on a Sunday. And I said to my buddy, I said, hey, you know, it's getting later in the day. Let's go downtown. He's like, I don't really want to, but yeah, let's go. So we get, we call a cab. Cab takes us downtown. And then on the, the place I said, take us over uh Wisconsin Avenue, Moe's Irish Pub. So we get out of the cab, uh, Moe's Irish Pub there on the corner of Wisconsin, right by the riverside, and uh, my buddy says, well, I'm going to stick out here for a little bit. I'll catch some air. There's a bench out there. He sits down. I said, well, I'll go in. I go into the bar, and there's nobody in there. I see two guys at the end of the bar, and I figure I'll just walk over that way. I get about five feet from him. It's Dale Swain and Robin Yell sitting at the bar drinking, literally nobody else in the bar. That works out nice. I said, I kind of was in shock, and I said to them, do you guys mind if I have a couple of drinks with They both said, yeah, sit on down. And I'm sitting belly to belly at the bar with those two and drinking for about an hour, just talking life, talking baseball. And this is when uh, Yost, got fired, and uh, Swaim, I think, was the manager. Correct. And- he brought Yown in. Yep. Yes. And uh, I say, oh, I forgot about my buddy. I go outside. He's passed out on a, on a bench outside. <laughs> I'm trying to wake him up, and I'm, I'm telling him, hey, you got to get up, man. There's Yount and, and Swaim are there, and they want to drink with us. And uh, 
Um, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on one second. Turn your radio down because I'm hearing you like three, five seconds after you're done talking. Turn your radio down. All right, go ahead, Dan. So I, I, he doesn't want to get up. So I go back in there and I'm like, I'm not going to waste this opportunity. So I go back to the bar. I sit down. We just continued to have beers. And Young says to Swaim, hey, I got to get going, blah, blah, blah. And, and Swaim turns to me. He goes, hey, you're going to stick around and have a few more? And I say, you're darn right I am. And there I sat with Swaim for another hour or so drinking beers. By the time he decides to leave, I go out. My buddy's out there. I, I get a cab. We go home the night. I get him into his bed. Uh, my roommate, and uh, the next day I tell him what happens, he doesn't believe me. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I, 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 because, again, it's like, come on, what are the chances that all plays out the way it plays out? But that is that is a great story. Da- there's a, There are a lot of people that have ran into Dale Swaim out and about, I promise you. Dan, thanks for the call. No question. No question about it. And again, another good dude. Yeah, and a good dude, too. All right, take a quick time out. We'll come back. We'll talk about what's coming up on Rami's show, the Rami Makhlouf, uh experience. Next. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, along with our guy, Rami freaking Makloff, as he gets ready for the Rami show coming up here uh, in just a few minutes. Uh, Plucker, where did you put that piece of audio that I asked you for? Did you put that into a card or anything, by the way, Chance? I believe it's in one. In one. All right. I got something for you for cross For me? Just for you. Just for me. Mm-hmm. You haven't played this before. Nope. This is especially for me. And he had to edit out swear words. Ooh. So you don't have to edit them out for me. That's for the FCC. Correct. Yeah. Yes, correct. I'm not. Uh, okay. So, anyways, uh, what's coming up on your show? Coming up on the show today, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Um, coming on, just going off a couple of articles from Jim Ozarski and Eric Name earlier in the week, and then what he did last night. I'm, I'm wondering again, again, because I've had this question before, and we've talked about it before. What is what's the ceiling on Giannis's place? In NBA history, what are we talking? Top three, top five? Is he is he going to threaten the ceiling? Yes, yeah, ceiling. What is the ceiling? greatest of all time? Greatest of all time. He's got to win like six rings, but yeah. You think he could usurp MJ? Yeah, really, for sure. Okay, that's I, that's a viable answer. I'm not saying that's I'm not saying that's wrong or that's crazy or anything like that. I think that's a very viable yeah. answer. I, I think he definitely. I mean, look, man. Again, I don't know how much better this dude's going to be. I have no idea. I mean, last night, for example, I mean, he's doing turnaround fadeaways and everything else. How did he, what was that spin he put on the basketball for the game winner? What even was that? Do you want what, I, do you what, what, I'll tell you what it what is. What kind of sorcery? For those of you that bowl, that was a backup ball. Do you have to have 18-inch long fingers so, to no, pull no, no, that no, thing off? No, listen. So when you throw a bowling ball, right? Yeah. When you throw a hook, you come underneath the ball and you come up into like a handshaking position, sure. right? Yeah. So if you're right-handed, the ball goes from palm, right. Palm the, facing in. Right. So, yeah. the, so the ball goes from right to left yeah. towards the head pin. Sure. If you throw what I call a backup ball, mm-hmm. everybody does, mm-hmm. then you throw it the other way. So you twist your arm from so left to right. Out. Correct. That's exactly what he did. And the spin on the ball went the opposite way that it normally would. And he went like this. The spin went the opposite way and rolled in. That's that was a great insane. shot. I that bet you insane. he's a, I bet you honestly a bowler. Must be a bowler. You think so? Mm, I think he's just been practicing that shot. I think he got lucky. But it doesn't really matter. I, I think it was a great shot. It was I, amazing. The play design to me was the biggest thing. For Did you Bud, read Eric Name's piece for, on that today? That's no, a play, that's a play they've they've run a few times before in situations like that. I it, definitely it, don't it, ever it, remember it, seeing it, but it Eric sees time. every game and yeah. every play. Yeah. I definitely oh, don't he bro- ever. You know how he breaks it yeah. down with the video and everything Correct. else? Correct, yes. Yeah. I don't remember ever seeing it. It was the first time I saw it. I but thought it was awesome. Did you hear Giannis's comments after the game talking about how he has options there and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah? Eric, Eric, you know, he, he lays it out to where Giannis took the other options 
that he had on that play in the past, and this was the first time that it sort of opened up for him to do it himself. To do it himself and take it take it to the rack. Brian Scalabrini was on earlier, and he just said, "Look at the shooters he has around him. Like yeah. even if they wall that off, somebody's gonna be wide open to hit an open jump shot." Yeah. He's like, "It's great." No matter if somebody adjusts to that or not. All right, so go it's ahead. amazing. So that's coming up uh, at three thirty. I want to know: are, are people taking sides in this in this Major League Baseball labor dispute? Are we taking sides? Are you on the owner's side? Are you on the player's side? Because they both want want you to believe that they're on your side. There are certain aspects, like I don't want a lottery system for the draft, mm-hmm. and I know that's what they've brought up. Mm-hmm. Universal DH, I'm fine with. I don't think it benefits the Brewers right now, but you know me, I like scoring. So, uh, so for that aspect, I'm fine with that. Uh, but all the money stuff, I mean, like Manfred was right. I know you don't like Rob Manfred, but he was right. Like y'all got the best of the best of everybody. NFL doesn't have guaranteed contracts. You do. NBA has capped out how much money you can make on a contract. LeBron can only make so much by the CBA. Giannis could only make so much on the Supermax. These dudes don't have that. So they got guaranteed contracts and have unlimited money on any deal they sign. Mm -hmm. No other sport has Mm -hmm. what they have right now. No doubt. Right, so I get down with what Rob Manfred's saying. Then I'm up at midnight, twelve thirty, and I'm watching MLB Network as this whole thing is playing out. And Harold Rounds is going. My sources tell me that the owners keep coming back with all these different counter proposals, and the players' re- re- rejection is no. That's it. No counter. No nothing. They don't respond with anything. They're just saying no. Like there is no negotiation whatsoever in this whole deal. If that's the deal, then. Again, I mean, I don't know what they're trying to get out of this. We're going to find out. They want a larger piece of the pie. I understand uh, that aspect of it. I I really think they're going to miss games. I hope I'm wrong. But this this lawyer that's representing them reminds me of Donald Fear and how he's going about this. This is going to be like a reputation maker for him. Like this is this is going to put me on the map when I get this bad boy done. That's what this feels like. And if that's what it is, it's going to cost the game. Yeah. So, and he's gonna he's gonna hurt the game in the he, process. He doesn't care. I know because he hates baseball. Not Manfred. Time about the lawyer. Oh, representing the players. That's who oh, this I'm is going to be. Manfred. Now the, the 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 lawyer. There was a great piece in the Athletic. I forgot who wrote it. This dude seems like somebody that's going to try and make the rest of his life off of this one. Oh, negotiation. I read some, I read some of that. I it was a great piece. I read some, yeah, but again, I, I don't think that's good for the owners at all with this dude in charge. But either way, good for the players, not good for the owners. But it, I'm talking about the fans. What's good for the fans? Baseball. But we're suckers. We're going back regardless. Doesn't matter. You could we miss, are. You could miss all 2022. And some people won't go in 2023. By 2026, everybody's back. Look yeah. at the last time they had a strike. They lost a damn World Series. We all eventually went back. Some people didn't want to go back right away. Everybody's back. Come on. We're all going to go back. All the hardcore fans are going to stick around or come back. Casual That's, fans are going to go too. You want to know, know why? That. It's a summertime. What else are you going to do? Mm. Summertime, I'm gonna go tailgate at the ballpark. I'm gonna go do that. Now, around here, you've got festivals and stuff going on. So there's other stuff. I don't think baseball is invincible, man. I do. I love the sport of baseball. You know how much I love the sport of baseball. I I don't think think it's invincible, and I worry for it. I think all three of them are invincible, and probably the NHL too. Probably all four. I don't think any Mm. of them are going anytime, anywhere, anytime soon. I don't know about that. What else? Also, uh, Tom Clark, comedian. He's been on Conan, Comedy Central, the PBA commissioner, Amazon Prime. Uh, He comes to town every year or so. He's always kind enough to uh, ask me to come and open for him. He'll be at Rounding Third this Saturday, so he'll be here at four thirty. Huge Brewers fan, huge, huge Brewers and Wisconsin sports fan, Wisconsin boy himself. So he'll be here at four thirty. And uh, Frank Madden of the Lockdown Bucks podcast. He'll be here at five o'clock on the Rami Show. 
Uh, also, don't forget, no matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, and playing your own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. That's my place. There's plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in a huge entertainment game room and settle down to awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up mm. with all the extras. Visit yeah, their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. What's this thing you had for me? That's what I'm going to do right now. Oh, okay. Now, this is a person that you know. Whoa, um, it's 305 already? Holy crap. All right, yeah. go ahead. This is a person that you know. Uh-huh. Um, and a person I know. Not a majority of the people, probably 95, 98% of the people, have no idea who this person is that I'm going to play on the radio. Okay. But this person, his name is Shane Reardon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Shane is the executive producer for... Uh, the Parkinson, Parkinson Spiegel, Spiegel show on yeah. 670 The Score. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've got to know Shane over the last uh, couple of years because Mitch Rosen, who runs our station, also runs 670 The Score, in mm-hmm. case you weren't aware of that. And Shane does a lot of stuff for Mitch, like I do for Mitch here in Milwaukee. So we've had numerous conversations. All right. So Shane, from time to time, does these videos. And it was, he started uh, eating soup with a beard. because He's got this big like beard, right? Uh-huh. And then he does whatever his take of the day is while he's trying to eat soup without getting it all over his it beard. His beard, right. And, or he'll, he'll give an editorial on the soup on he's the soup. eating. I've seen these videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love them. Mm-hmm. And he stopped. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden yesterday, he decides to put one back. Uh-huh. Eating soup with I a beard. I like that. The eating apple pie edition. Okay. So it wasn't soup. He was eating okay. apple pie. Okay. Doesn't matter. Right. Whatever. But this has you written all over it. I want you to hear... Uh-huh. His observation on life regarding dogs. Okay. Because you are a dog lover. Yes. And I want you to tell me if you agree or disagree with Shane. Okay. It's two minutes. All Ready? Right. Two minutes. All right. Let's Here go. we go. Hey. Welcome into the fifth installment of Soup with a Beard, the Apple Pie Edition. Speaks brought in this Trader Joe's apple pie, but three quarters of the way left, quarter of the way eaten. Um, and it's been sitting in my fridge in the office uh, since Monday, just tempting me, I'm trying to eat a little bit better. But I thought the holiday season, what better time to bring back Soup with a Beard featuring Trader Joe's apple pie than today. And today, along with the apple pie, we're going to talk about dog fetch theory. Now, pay attention. Something I'm very passionate about. I've never heard this. You would think, and I understand why you would think this, that when you throw... A dog, a toy, and He's it eating brings apple it back pie. to you. That it wants you to throw it again, right? It's a game for the dog. The dog brings you something they love. That you throw it, they bring it back, throw it again. That's the game they want to play. You're not right. You couldn't be any further from being right. Dog fetch theory, which I created. This apple pie's not that bad. It's not that good, but it's not that bad. Dog fetch theory. Dogs believe that the item you're throwing is your favorite thing. So they're like, what the f***, man? Why are you throwing this? I'm going to bring it back to you. Don't throw it again. Stop throwing this. I know how much you love it. Stop throwing it so far away. I love you. I'm here for you. Every step of the way, I'm going to go get this for you. I'm going to bring it back. That's what fetches for a dog. Dogs don't have personal attachment to things like that. Favorite toys. They know you have personal attachment. It's an interesting to theory, I have to say. So when you throw something, 
they think that you're trying to get rid of it and they, no, don't get rid of that. I want you to keep it. That's dog fetch theory. I think I'm onto something. Thanks for tuning in. He might be right. I don't know. He might be right. I've never heard that in my life. Neither have I. I watched the video on Twitter. Uh, and then again, Shane Reardon, executive producer at the 670 The Score. I watch it on Twitter in my car in my driveway. I'm watching it before I go inside and there's kids everywhere. I'm watching it. I'm like, hmm, I'm going to play this for Rami. I'm going to see if Rami agrees or not. So what do you think? I don't know. But dogs do have, they do have an instinct to to fetch and retrieve, especially a certain breed. But he says it's about the human being. It's not about the actual no, dog like attachment. If, I guess, yeah, because... He might be onto something because, Do like, dogs let's, let's throw say, the one thing to the other dog. No, but let's say you go duck hunting. Okay, and you shoot a duck. They bring it, it to falls you. to the ground it's not because they, they want the it, duck. They bring it to you, but they're getting it because they know you want. If they it. wanted the duck, when they just eat the duck, right? True. Now he might be onto something. I think it's brilliant. He might be right. I think it's brilliant. Just saying, Shane. Rudy. If he's right, what a tremendous display of love by your dog. Yes. That it would time after time after time keep bringing this thing back to you because it knows how much you love it. I mean, I don't know how it is for you because I don't know if your dog really loves you, but. Oh, my dog and me, best besties. Okay. So when yeah. you are having your horrible migraine experience or currently you have a horrible neck issue or yeah. whatever, is your dog right like lying right, right by you because he can sense yes. that you don't feel well? Yeah. Very snugly. That's what I'm saying. It's very snugly. So maybe this theory does work. Mm. That they think you're making a mistake, so they go run and bring it back to you so you don't lose it. That's a, that's an interesting theory. That makes I sense. like it. Uh, tweet us your answers. At Rami is tweeting at Sparky Radio. I'd love to read them. Have a good one. We'll talk to you tonight at 6. Toy Drive Live begins. Rami, myself, Bart Winkler, Gary Ellerson tonight, 6 to that's 8. tonight? Kicking off Toy kidding. Drive. I'm just kidding. I know. Look at me. Live. I got my Christmas clothes on. I, I hope he's still here at 6. Don't leave early, please. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.